game. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Wanna suplex cats, give them belly to bats. Rock bottom, tombstone, and a sunset flip. So I need you to teach me that. No way. I wanna slam fools on the mat. Hear the crowd go wild when I win the strap. Boom, soft, sharpshooter, and a F5-2. So I need you to teach me that. Okay. Confessions that can get your wrestling fan card revoked. I'll start. Um, Raven is better than Mick Foley and Terry, Con- Terry Funk combined. Ooh. Um, Hulk Hogan's sex tape was actually really good. Um, the Ultimate Warrior in WCW was the best. Ooh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's really horrible. <laughs> um, um, Horace Hogan was better than his Uncle Hulk. Oof. Oof. Um, Buff is the stuff. Oh, that's that's sad right now. That's a sad <laughs> one right now. I'm sorry. I heard to go out to Buff Bagwell right now. <laughs> um, but that being said, we start to show off with the disaster. Oh, oh, okay. So I say the, the horrible thing, and then we start. Okay, cool. I'm fine with that, I guess. <laughs> Welcome to the Natural Disasters of Wrestling podcast. I am Matt. I'm Dad. Um, so, so we might. So this is probably going to be show number two of the week, and we're probably going to have a third sometime in the weekend um, because there's a shit ton of stuff to go over this week. But uh, today. Uh, we are going to cover some news. Programming notes before we start. Um, next week, we will be doing a Where Are They Now? All Out 2019 edition. Uh, since since um, the AEW channel on YouTube is putting out All Out Parts 1 and 2 up on their YouTube channel. And well we we're going to do it this week. As well as the buy-in. Well, as well as the buy-in. Yes, the buy-in. Well, I mean, that kind of includes it. The buy-in and Part 1 went up uh, the other night. And so we'll cover it after part two is up next week. Uh, so that'll be fun to go through. So I, we implore you to go and watch uh, All Out uh, from last year on their YouTube channel. If you've seen it before, please, by all means, go and watch it again. Because it's really like, it's really interesting to see where they, where they were around this time of the year, especially before they even started um, TV. A weekly television. Yeah. It, it it really is. It's really really interesting to see how much how much things have changed in the past year. And you want to know what's weird is that I totally forgot Hikushida was uh was in was at All Out, and not only at All Out but like part like on uh, like the match for the number one contender, contender or like part of yeah. the number one contender. Yeah. I I completely forgot about that too. And it's like there's a lot of like, that's her bay. Yeah. That's that's Bay, and I like I've been down with her since day one, and I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so watch it. It's an awesome watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but we will cover that in a much longer form next week. Um, but yeah, just real quick, how's uh how's your wrestling week been since Tuesday? Since Tuesday? Yeah. Since past this past Tuesday or last Tuesday? Oh fuck me. I can hear you. Okay. I mean, not yeah. So since last Tuesday, I mean, it's been kind of hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there still? 
So if we're talking about last Tuesday, it's been kind of a it's been kind of an interesting week, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dynamite was pretty good. We still don't have any Excalibur. I don't know. Think he's ever coming back. Uh, yeah. So I think I believe we have touched on this um, on the podcast. I don't remember if we have. I know we've talked about it personally, but uh, some video came up um, from back in the old PWG days of uh, Excalibur, Kevin Owens, and a couple other people uh, reusing using some very racist language um, yep. back in the day, and uh, especially the ones of Excalibur. I have been making the rounds a bit. Um, Excalibur has used um, stuff like the N-word and uh, another um, uh, Hispanic racial, racially charged word. I don't remember which word it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's been taken off TV because of those. And But nobody's really made an official comment about it. It's mostly just been the backlash from online, mostly Twitter. Um, and that's also believed the – that's also to believe uh, – it's also to be believed that that's the reason why Kevin Owens hasn't been on TV either, even though Vince McMahon is really high on Kevin Owens. Yeah. And uh, I mean, here's the thing. So had they not been taken off TV, not that many people would have known about this because it wasn't before they were taking off TV. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really that well spread, but as soon as like, well, where's this Gelder? Where's Kevin Owens? Like it's spread like wildfire. Yeah. That's, not to excuse their behavior. Oh, no, of course. Not to be like, oh, this would have been swept under the rug. It probably shouldn't have been. Um, but, yeah, it, you know, making a silent um, – uh, what's the word I would use? Um, just reaction to it kind of made it a lot more louder Yep. Uh, of what happened. So that's kind of been weird. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, hopefully – Excalibur knows, like, you know, I mean, at, okay, it's, it's never right time. There's never been a good time to use that sort of language. I think it was obviously a little bit more acceptable back in the day, and that's not to say it was ever acceptable, but less people were called out for it, uh, for using certain words like that. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, he was mostly, mostly using it for cheap heat. Um, yep. Uh, so, but that still doesn't excuse it. So, hopefully, he's getting some sort of training, like in, you know, any like you know re- uh, sensitivity training or whatever. So that way, he knows not. To, I mean, I'm sure he's a smart guy, but hopefully, uh, AEW is taking some steps. Like they did with Jimmy Havoc and others. Yep. Um, speaking of Havoc, he gone. Did you hear that? I did not. Oh, I said, speaking of Havoc, he gone. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He, uh, Havoc is gone, and as are a couple other people, actually. Yep. Uh, so the first AEW releases, um, we have B Priestley, as well as, why am I, Sadie Gibbs? Yeah, City Gibbs. So Havoc, Priestley, and Gibbs are officially uh, out of AEW. Yes, like you said, this is the first round of uh, of firings. Um, we've actually only had one person, actually two people, leave on their own on their own. Um, and those have been uh, Kylie Ray, who asked for her her release uh, before uh, Dynamite had started, and uh, Awesome Kong, I believe, is. This. Yep. Well, 
Wait, did she quit or is she still technically with AEW? Um, she's technically never had a contract. She's just been she's per appearance. By appearance, per appearance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kylie Ray was one of the first ones. Uh, it was really weird uh, at first, but Kylie Ray has kind of spoken on it. Um, she left on her own accord, and you know, many speculation is that Kylie Ray left because of some mental health issues. But luckily, you know, we've seen her in Impact, and luckily, she's doing great. Um, Jimmy Havoc, um, we can only assume why he's gone. Um, they did respond to the, you know, the accusations of sexual assault and other things by uh, wishing him the best and sending him to a mental health facility or some sort of therapy. And they were going to give him some time to see if he learned anything from it. But apparently, I guess he hasn't. Or maybe the company thought it was in, was, it was in their best interest to just kind of like let him go after yeah. whatever time uh, he had with therapy and whatnot. Uh, B Priestley hasn't been around um, since March, um, and I forgot it's been like so long because even then B Priestley wasn't necessarily like a main staple of the women's division. No, I mean she was um, more. She was definitely more a part of like the Joshi stuff where you barely yeah. got to see him. Um, uh, but she has she's had some hard times uh, getting into the country, so she's been on the other side of uh, the Atlantic with uh, with England with. And with Will Ospreay, and yep. she's been doing more stuff with Stardom, correct? Yep. Uh, and also, like, I've kind of heard, like, bits and pieces of, like, how, like, she was kind of another person that was a little bit hard to work with. Um, yeah, I've heard rumors. I don't want to talk about it just because none of that stuff has been confirmed. Yeah. So... But I don't think uh, I don't think the AEW roster isn't necessarily crying. Um, no, not to be a dick or anything. But and then Gibbs, Gibbs is the interesting one because Gibbs hasn't been around since uh, last year, actually. Since um, the oh, last wow. time she, yeah, the last well, actually the last time she was uh, she appeared for anything uh, AEW related was a tag match on AEW Dark around the first ten episodes of Dark. Oh wow! Uh, so that yeah. was the last time, but yeah, she has been released, and that's probably why. Or maybe, I don't know, like, I don't necessarily follow Sadie Gibbs. Apparently, she restarted her Twitter when I was looking into it, and she doesn't really talk too much on, uh, of you know, of what she was doing. But she was promoting the hell out of AEW on TNT, which shows that she was a company woman. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, whatever, um, whatever she wanted to do, maybe they just couldn't fit her in right now into what, they, what AEW wants to do with the women's division. Uh, but she was actually pretty talented. I went back and watched one of her matches, and it was actually pretty. It was pretty good. Uh, so hopefully she, you know, she can find her way back into AEW, or she does something good, either on the independents when they start going again, or maybe even like uh, Ring of Honor. It's. I mean, she's gonna be able to lie back on her feet. She's a great talent. Yeah. So we wish. Uh, we wish if Sadie gives the best. We wish BPC the best. Jimmy Havoc. Uh, do better. Um. Oh, uh, to touch up on uh, Sonya Deville, she she testified at, on the pre-trial of her stalker today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is coming from PWI Insider, WWE star Sonya Deville testified this afternoon in Tampa, Florida, at a uh-huh. pre-trial hearing for for Philip Arnold Thomas II, who was arrested in Sonya Deville's Florida home early Sunday morning. Mm. Uh, Thomas has been charged with aggravated assaulted, aggravated 
aggravated stalking, armed burglary of of a dwelling, attempted armed kidnapping, and criminal mischief. Yep. So she testified that he also threatened to sexually assault her in some of the messages that he sent over to her many, many months ago. Mm-hmm. He sent messages under his first name using his own face and picture, a second account using the name Phil with no photo, and the third account using another name. So he he's fucking this guy's this guy needs like I, I don't yeah he needs help he's clearly got a screw loose and he needs help like I'm this guy like well first of all fuck this guy like he needs help but also fuck him yeah just I don't know. It it sucks. It, I, like I said, again, I'm glad that uh, Sonny Deville and Mandy Rose are okay. I'm glad that nothing happened to either of them. And again, it just sucks that um, um, you know this could happen to any woman on the roster. Here's what he's so. Here's what she said about the night and event. She testified that he threatened to come find her at a WWE event, and it wouldn't matter if she was backstage. He would get to her. He would get to her baby night, baby niece and that he would force her to perform sex acts on him. Wow. And he would force her to do so in the WWE Performance Center. She testified that her ex-girlfriend was so frightened by the messages that she received that she deactivated her own Instagram. Yeah, that's, that's unsettling. It is. It, it, uh... Yeah, like like we said before, if you see anybody that's um, being weird to any of these women, you see them on Twitter, please by all means call them out. Like this should not be okay. This shouldn't be um, normalized by any means. It should not be normalized. I mean, teach your kids not to be fucking creeps. Yeah, man. My, I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, how, why people would do these kind of things or why they would contemplate these kind of things. It's fucking gross, but whatever. I mean, not whatever, but, you know, just... It's... Yeah. What else you got for us? Uh, Sorry, that, that, that fucking took me hold. My yeah, it did. Uh, do you remember the pure title? The pure title? No, I don't remember that. So, uh, so ROH like had... A... Uh, no. Is, is this how I was going <laughs> You already know where I was going with that. I, I kind of knew how you were going, where you were going with that, and we're not, uh, we're not going there. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. Uh, so, no, our, um, Ring of Honor had the pure, uh, Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Uh, it was uh, contested in professing, like, you know, in actual, like, professor wrestling matches, and mm-hmm. um, it was from, uh, was established on uh, Valentine's Day 2014. I mean, sorry, 2004, and then it was uh, it was retired uh, August 12, 2006. And so uh, its first champion was AJ Styles, and their final champion was Brian Danielson. Uh, and their longest reigning champion was Nigel McGuinness for 351 days. Uh, sorry, 350 days. And so they really like um, they really stress like you know pro pro wrestling. 
with this championship as opposed to sports entertainment. Um, and so they're reintroducing that title and they're doing a, um, a tournament uh, while, they re- while they're doing their new tapings. Um, so 16 wrestlers will... Yes, they do. Um, so right now, the, uh, the bracket looks like uh, PJ Black, Tony Deppin, okay. David, David Finley, Jonathan Grisham, Jade okay. Lethal, Rocky Romero, Matt Seidel, Tracy Williams, Josh Woods, and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, and right now, uh, Josh Grisham is the Jonathan Grisham. Sorry, is the uh, favorite right now for some people. But here are the match rules uh, for uh, the pure uh, the pure title tournament. Uh, every match begins and ends with a code of honor handshake. Uh, each wrestler has three rope breaks to stop submission holds and pinfalls. After a wrestler exhausts his rope break, submission and pin attempts on or under the ropes by his opponent are legal. Closest punches to the face are not permitted. Only open hand slaps or chops to the face are allowed. Punches to other body parts are permitted, excluding low blows. The first use of a close fist will get a warning. The second will be a disqualification. As in standard ROH matches, there will be a 20 count when a wrestler is on the floor. I keep forgetting that they actually use 20 counts as opposed yeah. to 10. Um, same thing with uh, New Japan. They use 20 counts. Yeah. Uh, outside interference will result in automatic termination from the roster for the wrestler that interferes. That's the mm. interesting one. Uh, and that's a new rule, too. There will be two blocks, single elimination format. Run, uh, round one matches have a 15-minute time limit. Block semifinals have a 20-minute time limit. Block finals have a 30-minute limit. Uh, the tournament final has a one-hour time limit. And then there will be three judges for each match, and time limit draws will go to a judge's decision. So, I mean, they might have, you know, the unknown judges, or they might have uh, special judges, depending on w- what they're able to do, what they're able to get right now, especially since they haven't really been running shows lately. Um, so who knows what their budget will be able to afford them. Uh, but yeah, that um, that uh, interference uh, rule is a really interesting one. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I've never heard anything like that. Like you've heard of like people getting suspended or whatever, but not like terminated. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's very uh, very interesting. But that's in. But yeah, this, so this is going to be a fun title. Uh, this is going to be a fun one to do. Um, I would love to see what David Finley does and uh, Matt Seidel. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna my have money, my eye my, on those two. My money's on. I have my money on Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel is, is super impressive as a wrestler. I really want him to do uh, bigger things, and I hope ROH lets him. Um, so yeah. apparently, apparently they're already getting ready to change uh, Dominic Mysterio's name. Uh, I saw that. Uh, please go on and explain. Um, so basically, here's kind of the gist of it. Dominic still wants to kind of do a mask gimmick and, you know, he wants to wear a mask to honor his family. Is he going to be um, Rey Mysterio Jr. Jr.? No, he's going to be Prince Mysterio. Prince Mysterio. Ooh, ooh. Because, I like that. Because, you know, El Rey is the king. Yeah. So, Prince, obviously. I like it. Ooh, I, I do. I like Actually, it. I really like that. It's not going to go good. But I like it. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing about WWE is like I like their ideas, but I don't. I never like their execution. I very rarely like their execution. I think the last time I actually liked an idea and an execution, or like I didn't know how to how to um, like an idea, and I didn't know how they like you know I was really unsure on the execution was the fiend. So yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. ESP had actually did an interview with uh, both. Ray and Dominic, uh-huh. and uh, apparently, like the gears are already already designed. 
interesting. So. Uh, so do you? So how do you feel? Do you, do you feel that he's still gonna gonna turn? I don't know. Because when he of... when he wants to go as Prince Mysterio, like he's either gonna overthrow his father or, you know. What he's gonna say? Well, he's gonna overthrow his father and just say, "Oh, I just can't wait to be king." Prince. <laughs> Oh, I just can't wait to be Prince. To be Prince. Um, they're already accepting applications for WWE Fandom or Thunderdome. And uh, who got in, Donald? Oh, I, I don't know who got in. <laughs> Do you know who got in? Um, some uh, Jabba the Hutt impersonator, I think, I believe, got, was able to get in. Go fuck yourself. I got in. If, yes. if you're able to like say anything or speak, please make sure after every sentence you end with Ichuta. Ha ha ha. So one of the interesting things about WWE fandom is there's no rules. So the rules just say, you know, to kind of say, you know, not do anything offensive or obscene. Um, there's no rules to me not being able to hold an AEW sign or wear an AEW. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Did you want me to? Do you want me to read you the rules? Go, go ahead. And read me the rules again. Okay. Uh, no one other than you will be permitted to appear or participate in the WWE Thunderdome. No unauthorized people will be allowed on camera. We, uh, of course, they want you to eliminate your how much fucking internet's being used in your house. Your behavior while participating in WWE Thunderdome must be and must appear to be appropriate and respectful at all times. Your behavior will be participating in the WWE Thunderdome must be and appear to be appropriate for a family-friendly, all-age television audience at all times. You may not smoke or appear to smoke any substance, which includes making any gestures imitating smoking. You reserve the right to terminate or refuse participation in the Thunderdome if you appear to be intoxicated or otherwise under the influence of alcohol, drugs, or other substances. You must not say or do anything during your participation in the WWE Thunderdome, whether or not you are appearing on the television broadcast at the time. That is that in the sole discretion of WWE constitutes a political statement or endorsement is or could be reasonably be considered offensive, obscene, discriminatory, or distasteful, including without limitation, making or appearing to make any obscene or lewd gestures or saying or appearing to say any obscene or lewd words or statements, including without limitation, cursing, is a violent in any way disparages or affects adversely the WWE or any of its athletes, sponsors, or affiliates, promotes, infringes, or violates the rights of any third party, or promotes the brand of any third party. Your attire must be appropriate and must remain on at all times. Please do not take off your shirt, Donald. We reserve the right to not allow you to participate or to temper immediately terminate your participation if you are not appropriately attired uh, as determined in our sole discretion. Your attire may not con contain any immoral graphics, images, or text, any political statements, slogans, logans, images, text, or graphics, or any logos, graphics, or other commercial identification of third parties other than the WWE, its athletes, and sponsors. Oh, Officially okay. licensed WWE clothing is preferred. Yeah, so you would have had your ass kicked out within the first five minutes. <laughs> I read the rules and it didn't say I couldn't wear AEW. Bro, it's right there. Oh my god. I mean, I'm gonna the environment and background you are in during the WWE Thunderdome must also be appropriate. No casting couch at all. 
Uh, it may not depict logos, graphics, images, or other commercial identifications of non-WWE partings, including without limitation signs or product placements, any immoral graphics, images, or texts, or any political statements, logos, logos, logos images, texts, or graphics. Uh, we reserve the right to not allow you to participate or to immediately terminate your participation in the WWE Thunderdome if your environment or background are to be deemed inappropriate as determined in our sole discretion. And if you alter the environment or background once you have entered the WWE Thunderdome to one that we deem to be inappropriate, as also as determined in our sole discretion. So you're probably going to get a delay to make sure that nobody does anything, you know, stupid like you, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to be weird. But so did you see the, the test that they did? No, I haven't seen it yet. I know it's up so they, So they, yeah, they did it. Uh, people were posting about it on Twitter. Uh, it, it looks inter it looks really interesting. You, I mean, it obviously looks a lot different than what other people are doing, uh, especially AEW. Uh, AEW obviously has been having live, uh, mostly their wrestlers, but now they're kind of slowly letting in some fans. Mm -hmm. um, and so it obviously it lights up the joint a lot more because of all the screens. It's yeah. interesting to see all the people um, but here's two weird things is that one, um, it's still, from what I understand, it's still piped in fan noise. Um, like, you know, like just from their speakers and nobody really knows if they can hear the actual fans that are being streamed into the building. But also a lot of these fans are reacting or rather not reacting as if they were just watching on their computer as to being like as opposed to reacting as if oh yeah like we're we're faces being shown in the stadium gotcha um so uh, it's interesting to see how that's gonna how that's gonna affect it still because you still have people being quiet i know uh ryan satine and uh somebody else was saying how they tried you, to you clap ryan and re sorry yes ryan satin um and somebody else commented how they tried to clap and react as if they were in the building but they weren't sure if it was going to make a difference or not. It's going to be interesting. I mean, that's that much is for sure. How are you going to approach it? Like, are you going to try to clap and react, or are you just going to be like silently watching just in case? I'm. I, I'm. A, do you remember that one episode of The Simpsons where they had the film festival and uh, Lenny was just kind of <laughs> sitting, sitting there? Saying, with, just... Yeah. That, that's what I'm going to be doing two the whole fingers time. Is very, is a serious face. That's what I'm going to be doing the whole time. Uh, I'd be the opposite. I'd be like, <laughs> uh, uh, he gave him a low blow. Gave that man the $10,000. <laughs> I'm going to do the whole serious thing, and I'll never be asked to participate ever again. Uh, of course you would. Oh, my God. Then it'd be my turn, and I'd have to sit there all. What if I had, like, a cardboard cutout of myself? Would that work? You think it'd be okay with that? Just me just sitting there all smiley face. Says I love oh. WWE. So, so I should Vince probably my daddy. I should probably cancel that uh, large background of Natural Disasters Wrestling Podcast logo that I had set for my background. Oh, you know what? Wait, we could use that for something else. That will be useful. We don't know when, we don't know where, but it will be useful. Okay. It's called as investing. As, yeah, as long as it doesn't go to waste. But yes, so please, if you are signing up for the Thunderdome, please make sure you read and remember all the rules, unlike this Ben that hole over here <laughs> was going to get himself kicked out before the broadcast even started. <laughs> oh, it. man, I got into Thunderdome. What did I do? You're wearing an AEW shirt. I didn't know. God, like, see, this yeah. is, it's a good thing we do this podcast now. 
<laughs> so people can hear how much of an idiot I am. Um, so people can hear how much of an idiot I am. I mean, it's I mean, already known. Cutting out. I hate this. So I said, so people can know how much of an okay. idiot I am. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. The only um, people that really know that are the people that that you know know us outside of here. I think hopefully yeah. I don't know. So speaking of speaking of fan participation, um, AEW is going to be letting in about ten to fifteen percent of their fan base. Okay, you saw me leave, right? Yeah. Okay, I really hope this isn't fucking third party. If if this makes it into the podcast, um, this is why we this name is apropos for for both of, for this podcast. Like it's it's really fitting. We we just need to get you better internet, bro. Okay, it's not even it's not even like I do have really good internet. It's just I have other people on here that are using Zoom as well. So like right now I'm relying on my uh my hotspot because my sister is using zoom for school because you know that is the world we live in right now so i don't have free reign as i normally would mm -hmm. oh good times but anyways as i was saying aw is letting fans back into into the fucking uh daily place daily place and they are doing it only 10 to 15 percent capacity uh yeah. do you want me to read do you want me to read the press release yes go for it so AEW announced it will be it will host limited, tricketed crowds of 10 to 15 percent capacity starting on Thursday, August 27th, uh, to bring safely bring back the energy of a live audience to AEW shows in compliance with state and local regulations and CDC guidelines. Select number of physically distanced seating pods will be available for sale in groups of two, three, four, and six around the outdoor venue. The first ticketed show on August 27th, a maximum crowd of 10 percent capacity will be permitted. Going forward, as long as safety protocols are followed meticulously, a maximum crowd of 15% capacity will be permitted for all live events at Daly's Place. So the tickets start to go on sale tomorrow for the 27th, and they start around 30 bucks, uh, but that's not including charges or fees. Uh, guests will be required to wear face coverings that cover the nose and mouth, and to physically distance from any person who is not a member of their pod. Guests will be asked to not attend the day of the show if they have COVID-19, symptoms of COVID-19, or have had close contact exposure to someone who they know has COVID-19 or systems. In addition, all guests will have their temperature scanned prior to entry. An increased number of hand sanitizing stations will be available, and floor markings will be used to assist with physical distancing. Industrial fans have also, sorry, industrial fans were also added this past year to further improve air circulation at the open air venue. See, when I read that at first, I was just like, "What do you mean, industrial fans? Like, people that work in like industrial, like with, with metal?" <laughs> And I was just like, oh, they mean like big, okay. Big yes, fans. Fans. <laughs> like, are they Rammstein fans? Like, are they Kraftwerk fans? What are we? Uh, as, a further, as a further safeguard, all tickets will be mobile and may only be purchased online at aewtix.com and ticketmaster.com. No box office sales. Alias Place will also transition to cashless payment and mobile ordering for most transactions, including food and, merchant, uh, sorry, food and merchandise purchases. Uh, we've missed the incredible energy of our fans at shows, and from what we've heard from them, they've missed being with us with our in safe, sorry, enhanced safety measures and outdoor venue. We look forward to welcoming our fans back to become part of the action in person, said Tony Khan, AEW president and CEO. 
so yeah, it, everything is basically they're gonna try to do everything in their power so that way nobody has to basically touch anything but their seat and their food. Um, they also mentioned that they're gonna have um, sanitizing stations around, um, so that way you know people can consistently w- w- clean their hands when they're you know moving about. And I think that's interesting. So I've I've already seen. Um, I think it was somebody that we follow on the podcast Twitter. I don't remember you. I know you followed her. I don't know who she is, but she went to um, she went to an AEW taping a week or two ago. And she was saying how our security guards making sure that people are wearing their masks properly. Um, oh, um, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I know you're talking about yeah yeah yeah. so uh and especially if they're gonna have actual fans those fans are probably gonna want to eat and drink because it is still hot in florida yeah it is still hot in florida and uh with or without the industrial fans uh, i'm sure it's still hot as shit and people are gonna be hungry as shit so they're probably gonna do like a restaurant they're gonna require you to have your mask on all times except if you're eating and drinking Um, and i think i hope they do the smart thing and they don't have them ringside. I'm sure they're probably not going to do that. I'm sure the ringside is still going to be reserved for uh, the uh, uh, the other people in AEW who aren't wrestling during that show. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. Um, we've already kind of heard how it is when they have only like friends and family or whatever there. Um, but having actual fans who aren't just like, you know affiliated with it are going to be fun. So. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I, I think they're smart enough. I think a lot of these companies, um, except obviously with the exception of WWE, have been pretty smart about making sure that there's no outbreaks um, in their tapings. Um, so uh, I, I wish them the best, and I hope this is safe. I hope everybody that goes is able to get tickets and goes is safe and is able to stay healthy. I agree. Um, I really, really agree. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people kind of sort of affiliated with AEW, um, it is reported that Renee Young is no longer with WWE. She asked for her uh, release yesterday, and there. Well, see, that's the thing is that she's either going to get it or not because we know how WWE is uh, petty with uh, granting people releases, and especially right now because um, you know, especially for Renee Young, AEW, and basically any other wrestling company that's operating right now is a viable option for her. Um, oh, and that's yeah. that's even to say if she wanted to continue doing wrestling. Um, because in at least in WWE's case, like there there obviously is a ceiling for her. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, and she's you know, kind of plateaued that ceiling. She has. And and Renee Young is a very talented individual. Um, she has a lot of charisma. She obviously loves what she does and she's actually a really good character um on tv on an on-screen character like whenever um you know she's done interviews and people have kind of brought her into uh like you know try to use her as like um as like a prop kind of almost like you know they play off renee or let make renee play off them i always felt it was really interesting um and of course her work on talking smack was uh one of the uh one of the best things we've seen uh, along with daniel bryan Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, WWE kind of wants to stay in her good graces, so I I believe that they're going to, uh, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're going to grant her a release, 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, hopefully she goes back one day, at least for them, they hope she goes back, but she can go anywhere. I, I don't know if she'd want to go to AEW though. I could see her, and we talked, you and I talked about this a little bit the other day, um, but I could see her at ESPN and you, and you had mentioned that she still has her contract yeah. with Fox. Yeah. She, she uh, still has her contract with Fox. So there's still, there's still a possibility. There's still yeah. Um, but I mean, if she were to go, I mean, it would make sense for her to go to AEW. Obviously, her husband is there, um, and she would bring a lot of um, a lot of credibility. To her. I mean, their now team has Jr. and it has Tony Schiavone and it has Taz, uh, and even has Excalibur when he's able to come back. So they do have a lot of credibility as it is. On the Spanish side, they have uh, Alex uh, Alex Martinez. No, not Alex Martinez. Alex. No. Not Marvez. No, well, we call him we, we call him real Alex, not fake Alex. Alex Marvez is fake Alex. Yeah, well, they have him, and then they have and they have a uh, Dasha Fuentes, uh, Dasha yeah. Gonzalez, I should say. Um, so they don't need that um, at least on there. But I mean, she still would make a good uh, she would make a good figurehead or another good interviewer. But then again, like you want somebody you want uh, she she would want to go somewhere where she'd be able to flourish, and that's why I say ESPN. I say let her leave if she or ESPN or Fox. ESPN uh, Fox. I say, yeah, I say she should leave the wrestling, uh, you know, the wrestling world for a bit. Yeah, I mean, keep on. She also has a cooking book coming up this year, so she has a lot of options on the table. She does have a cookbook. She does have a home that she wants to probably be at for a bit. Yeah. Um, So I mean, she has a lot of options, and you know, I wish her the best as she leaves uh, WWE and. If she decides to leave wrestling, I know that I will be as supportive as I possibly can. 100%. I would 100% be behind anything she does. Uh, but I think it'd be, I think it'd be a lost opportunity if, if Excalibur is going to be out for a bit. I don't see why not put Renee Young in the Excalibur role. Oh, 100%. Because I mean, if you put her in the Excalibur role, I mean, she's gonna, she's going to fucking make make it her own show you i mean have, i mean she'd be working with shivani and jr yeah like, i think that's honestly like one of the big things that aew is missing too is like more women in speaking roles yeah like even if you were to do like what uh what Ra's war used to do when they would have um cornet and king first hour and then Michael Cole and King the second hour like something like that I, I wouldn't even just do that like I would have her I mean I would have her fully take on that full role like mm-hmm. I would have I would have my commentary team be because Taz like I love Taz on commentary but he's his main goal right now is definitely Brian Cage, Brian Cage. yeah Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks yeah I do like him on dark though I think he should stay on dark yeah. I think he should stay on dark and then have her on dark as well. Um have her be the, possibly. Yeah, have her be the like like if you're if you're not gonna bring back Excalibur, have her be the like she's a perfect person to replace Excalibur. Have her be the lead on Dark. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because you really want it because like well I mean, before before Excalibur left, it was Excalibur and Taz on Dark, 
And then uh, right now it's been Shivani and Taz on Dark, and both are really um, are really entertaining. Uh, but yeah, as far as like your main show on Dynamite, you do want to keep uh, the three biggest names. But even then, again, like I said, Renee is is getting up there as a as a big name. But yeah, I could see her on Dark with uh, Taz or somebody else, or her and Shivani. I think her and Shivani. Harry Shivani would be something good. You know who I actually really miss? Not to go too off topic, but I really miss Mike Tanay. And I think they're missing something by not having Tanay there, too. Or anybody having Tanay. Tanay is really, I mean, even... He's not a good color commentary person, but he's a really good play-by-play. He's really good on play-by-play. Like, Mike Tanay is really, really good on play-by-play. And I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think of, uh, trying to think of, I'm trying to think of what he called the match in WCW once, and it was just it was good. I remember I was just like, oh, yeah. He's one of the main like he's obvi- he was obviously the voice of TNA for like for like so long. But yeah, a lot of the stuff that I remember was him in uh, in WCW. Him, Heenan, Shivani, even Hudson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's see where let's see what happens with Renee. Let's see where she goes. Let's see like again. Let's see if uh, they actually mm-hmm. let her go. Now, another thing that kind of happened was, uh, so Triple H did his, you know, monthly uh, call with the media before TakeOver. Oof. Okay. I didn't and, know where uh, you were going with this. Well, they were, no, they were asking him just kind of about, like, you know, just kind of about, about you know, Renee Young leaving. He said, you know, he didn't want to comment on it, but that's kind of on her. Mm-hmm. Um one of the other things he mentioned was, uh, you know, someone asked him, was it true if Survivor Series, or not Survivor Series, SummerSlam was going to take place on a boat, and he said anything was possible at the time. Uh-huh. So kind of confirms that. And Ooh. this is where things get uh, get a little uh, e. So he was asked about Velveteen Dream and, and his... Uh, and his investigation, they said they did a thorough investigation and that they found no wrongdoing. Uh, well, so that caused one of both Team Dreams' accusers to kind of speak up and say, hey, I was never contacted by WWE or anybody about any investigation. Uh, and it led to some more people kind of speaking out, speaking up and saying, hey, I, never, I wasn't contacted either. Yeah, um, and I I saw people kind of um, express the sentiment, so I'll obviously uh, repeat it as well. I think if whatever investigation they were looking for, they they said that they would do, if they were to do like an outside investigation and it wasn't like an internal WWE investigation, I'm sure people would feel a lot more comfortable with not only uh, Velveteen coming back, but being in a role where he's up for a major championship in NXT. I think it would leave a better taste in people's mouths. Um, but, it, you know, this isn't a really good look for NXT or WWE. And I see a lot of people just kind of really hitting on the Hunter as Vince Jr. Uh, because of this. Yeah. Um, so I wish they were able to do better. I wish they would, you know, actually do something that, uh, would make everybody feel a little more comfortable with this. And unfortunately, that's not what they're going to do. And for whatever for whatever reason, again, we don't know. Um, 
you know, it's, it's shitty to try to try to blame a victim or anything like that. But, you know, until somebody does an actual investigation and if they're willing to, you know, be contacted, then, you know, some, I think somebody has to do it. I think some, something must be done and I'm not gonna, I can't say it. I can comfortably support a Velveteen dream until something uh, is, is done like this. So, Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? How do you feel about Shane McMahon? Is this a trick question? Yes and no. Um, I mean, he is a McMahon. So, and this is from Cage Fight Seats, which is obviously pulling off from a couple other places. Uh, mm -hmm. So, as we know, that Heyman was removed as the executive director of Raw a couple months ago. And so mm -hmm. Raw and SmackDown were consolidated to be led by Bruce Pritchard. And so mm -hmm. um, obviously that's a lot of work to put on Bruce to lead two shows. Um, and I don't think anybody thought that he was going to do it forever, or at least until he left. Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, according to Alex McCarthy of Sports Skeeta, um, there might be some change to that. So Alex says, one source in WWE has told me Shane McMahon is being considered to take Raw off Bruce's Bruce Pritchard's hands, leaving him to concentrate on SmackDown. Other sources that I've posted this, other sources that I've uh, posed this information couldn't give concrete confirmation, though judging by work behind the scenes, they can believe it. Uh, excuse me. Another layer to the story is Pritchard making no secret about the fact he'd like to lighten, lighten his workload, and he's been struggling with the long hours. And if you listen to um, uh, wrestling, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, um, you can hear how tired he is. And not like he hates it, but just like, you know, just the mental and physical, uh, you know, tiredness of it all. And so uh, nobody really knows how, you know, what he's done or if it's true, because the only time we've seen or heard of Shane being back is the whole raw underground thing. Uh, but like just going off of that, and because apparently this was Shane's baby, like, how do you feel that he could reshape all of raw if he did the underground? And that there wasn't really much of a positive reaction to it. I mean, he definitely would be. But my understanding is like he wanted to do this years ago. Like he wanted to do something like this years ago. Yeah, this this very much feels like something in the early aughts, early like 2010s would have maybe worked. Well, originally Shane McMahon wanted wanted his dad to buy UFC, like he said. Yeah, when, like a long ass time ago, yeah, when yeah, it was cheap. His, yeah, when it was like dirt cheap, and he was like, no, no one's ever going to watch that. Wait, was this before or after they had rules? Uh, this was before they had rules. Mm, okay. And so now he's kicking himself in the ass, I'm pretty sure. Of course, yeah. It's like fucking Hulk Hogan choosing to... Or, or choosing the opposite of the grills and then George Foreman taking the grills. Yeah. Um, I still love that story and I hope it's true. It's, supposedly it's true. Uh, uh, so, there's going to be a uh, WWE virtual meet and greet sessions. Yes. Oh my god. I saw um, Wow. Um, I, I really want to talk to Braun Strowman, Don. Can you please tell me what I can do to talk to Braun Strowman? Well, you have to pay either... You have to pay $125, and you get to talk to him for two minutes. Uh, 
for two whole minutes, you can talk to him for $125. You know, pre-corona, I think if I paid $125, I probably would have been able to lick him. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if talking to him would give me the same sort of excitement that it would have beforehand. Oh, fucking hell. That's like... No, I was about to say that's cameo money, but that's almost better than cameo. Um, I don't know. Cameo is like fifty bucks. It depends on who you're getting it from. I know fucking Flair is like three hundred bucks. Well, that's because it's fucking Flair. But like, I think Matt Hardy is like a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. But like, your options are NXT champion Keith Lee, and his mm -hmm. times. This time slot is 10 a.m. on Saturday the 22nd. Uh -huh. um, you have you have SmackDown Women's Championship champions, champion and Women's Tag Team Champion Bailey at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Uh -huh. You have Universal Champion Braun Strowman at 1 p.m. on Sunday. And you have Drew McIntyre from 10 a.m. At 10 a.m. on Monday the 24th. Seth uh, Rollins at 1 p.m. on Monday the 24th as well. Hmm. Yep. So does he get the money or does WWE get the money? I don't understand. I think WWE gets the money. Hmm. Interesting. It's It's still just kind of, eh. um, yeah, I'm not too, I wouldn't pay a hundred. So I would, before Corona, like WWE access tickets were like $75 uh -huh. for the week. Wow. How much again? 75. That's not bad. But it's all virtual, right? Well, no, when I'm talking about, I'm talking about when, you know, before Corona, WWE oh, okay. access tickets were $75. And like, you'd get like some matches and stuff like that, some NXT matches, you get to see all kinds of different shit. Like, I know some of these, like for some, like for the bigger four, I know they didn't like exhibits where you saw the Hell in the Cell or the Elimination Chamber and stuff like that. Interesting. I miss, I miss those days. I wish I, I always wanted to go to one, actually. I always wanted to go to one of those, too. Um, you know what day it is, and I miss. Oh, what day the days of I miss? I miss the days of Rusev Day. Oh, we can celebrate Miro Day now, but it's not the same. Did you Did you see that he was on uh, Ryback's podcast? No, I have not seen it yet. I've I, well, I know he's on it. I haven't listened to it yet. So, do you want me to spoil a little bit for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great podcast, guy. All right, fuck it. Don't listen to our banners. Go fucking listen to Ryback podcast because <laughs> Donald here doesn't want to talk about it. Go listen to Ryback podcast and then come back and listen to ours. No, uh, oh, go ahead and say. Go, go ahead and spoil it for me. So, uh, so apparently he was told by Vince that the Rusev Day chants weren't genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, he said, and this is, these are those little snippets. He said, and then I was told, don't look at the people. Don't smile. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's like, really? Because everything I'm doing, it seems like people are liking it, you know? So why, so why am I getting over and you telling me to do the opposite? 
And I don't understand it. That's where we had all the conversations with Vince and he said about Rusev Day, they're just fucking with you. They don't mean it. Um, and then, uh, so he didn't want to respect the disrespect Vince, so he didn't fight back. Uh, I was like, okay, there's no way the office does this because the Rusev Day chants before, after, during the show, it's everywhere. Uh, and then he claims that internally uh, people acted to undermine the popularity of Rusev Day. And then you know what they started doing? They started putting my segments early so the Rusev Day chants can go away. I was not even supposed to be at WrestleMania. I don't know if you know that the one that I lost to Jinder Mahal in my height of that career on Rusev Day, I was not even supposed to be at WrestleMania. I was not on TV for three weeks. For three weeks, I'm not on TV. And at this point, I'm just sitting backstage and listening to these people all night chanting Rusev Day. At this point, I just couldn't. This is not right. This is the right time I actually, this is the first time I actually yelled at a writer, which I feel really bad. But he's like, we don't know what to do. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know what to do? Just listen. Just stay here and listen. They'll tell you what to do. Um, and then... Um, remember when Rusev Day, like, merch just literally was selling out like motherfuckers? Yeah. yeah. The fucking calendar sold out in seconds. This is what McMahon offered as, as far as an explanation as to why his merchandise was the number one seller. He says, I was just defeated, man. I was like, then what am I doing here? And then Vince the second time said, they're fucking with you. I sat down and said, Vince, we have sold out of all of our merchandise. We beat Reigns. We beat Styles. We beat everybody. He's like, what do you mean? Like, the shirt is sold out. The merch is sold out. He's like, well, maybe they didn't make enough. I'm like, they didn't make enough shirts? That's why my shirt is sold out? Not because we're doing good? Really? You're going to go with that excuse? Like, come on, man. And then he didn't know what to do. Good guy, bad guy, they couldn't make up their minds. And this seems like this. This seems like uh, a lot of... This makes sense because uh, there's a lot of stories, obviously, that you hear from different, uh, different superstars and just different people who worked around closely to Vince where yeah. if something that he liked or something that he didn't like was working, he'll offer up like a ridiculous excuse as to why he feels like it's not working or he doesn't get, or even the reverse. If something that he likes isn't working, he'll offer up a ridiculous excuse as to why it's not working and not the obvious. Um, And it's just, it's disheartening because again, like it just shows that the fans really don't have a voice. Even Even though this product is for us, we still don't, we don't have a voice. Whatever we want doesn't matter. At the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, WWE's audience is Vince McMahon. Yeah, it's whatever Vince McMahon feels is the most entertaining, and um, is it's very much that uh, that Skinner meme come to life. It's just like, mm-hmm. am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. I mean, you to know? give you a good, so to give you a prime example of that, so NXT uh, viewerships numbers were just posted. Mm-hmm. So they drew eight hundred and fifty-three thousand, mind you, on the day when there was no dynamite. Okay, say again. So they did eight hundred and fifty-three thousand. Granted, that's up from six hundred and nineteen thousand from the week prior. But yeah. There was no competition at all. Yeah. Like the numbers the numbers they pulled were literally the same numbers AEW pulled last week. So without AEW, they'd still be doing not even near a million. Yeah. Or they'd be, do- or they'd be doing regular AEW numbers if there was no AEW. Yeah. Wow. So I wonder I- what's going to happen for Dynamite when NXT is not opposing them because of the NHL. That's going to be interesting too. Because, I mean... It's it's going to be very interesting to see how that that plays out. 
I'm yeah. hoping that more people tune in because you know, wrestling fat like wrestling fans are wrestling fans. Like they're gonna wrestling fans are loyal as shit. Yeah. And, like, Until you make give them reason to not be loyal. Yeah, I don't believe in tribalism. Like I believe you know, if the show's good, fucking watch it. Which is why nobody watches SmackDown and Raw. I believe in the philosophy of a ruling class, especially since I rule. <laughs> I agree. Um, but no, I, I mean, uh, in wrestling, there is very much tribalism, especially if you look on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Like, wrestling wrestling community tribalism is so fucking bad. Yeah, like you said, I believe that if, there's, if it's something good, if it's worth watching, fucking watch it. It doesn't matter, like, you know, what company it is. But, like, yeah. Like that's why I don't watch Raw and SmackDown as often because it's never really kept my hasn't really kept my attention like as it used to. So, real quick, uh, there's actually a, a update on Buff Bagwell. Oh, that's um, a, <laughs> sorry, I, I was this is the recording that actually went through that where I made the Buff Bagwell joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. So uh, it's believed that Buffwell, that Buff Bagwell suffered uh, broken ribs, a broken right hip, broken left socket bone, broken nose, and torn groin muscle, torn, a torn groin muscle, and had loss of consciousness. Okay, so we didn't really explain what happened because you sent me this yesterday or this morning, actually. Yeah, he was in a car accident yesterday, yesterday in Georgia. And it's, and it's believed to be because of some medication that he was taking that didn't that kind of. Uh... Altered his um, state. Yeah, he was under he, reports said he was under the influence of prescription drug, which had impaired his, impaired his ability to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. But uh, I mean, if uh, so you, you've seen that cameo video of him, right? Yeah, you sent me that. That he doesn't. He, I mean, he hasn't looked well in, in a while. Yeah. Um, and even before that, like he just like you can tell his his mental state and his health have kind of deteriorated bit by bit. Um, and you know, a, it's not a secret that Buff Bagwell kind of had his problems, um, especially in WCW and especially after he was released from the WWF. Um, but I mean, you don't you don't want to you know wish any harm or unwell to anybody. Um, so I I hope that he feels better and he gets whatever help he needs. Yeah, um, I mean, I wish him a speedy recovery. I wish, you know, I, I hope he gets, I hope this is a wake-up call for him, I mean, to get his shit together yeah. and, he, you know, get the help that he needs. Um, I think that's about it. I don't think we have much to do. Uh, this has kind of been a long show and a long recording for us. Um, before we end, uh, all of our... Uh, all of our love and thoughts and positivity are with the women in wrestling uh, and the women, uh, you know, women wrestlers, women who love wrestling fans or whether you're part of business or not. Uh, please look out for each other and uh, any men, uh, non-binary folks, uh, please continue to look out for, um, for women because they are still uh, severely mistreated, um, not only in the wrestling industry, but just in the world with uh with Sonya Deville and the interactions that Jordan Grace has posted up yeah um so please continue to be uh decent people and if you see anybody being sketchy or being creepy please uh by all means call them out because this is what the community is for to look out for each other so that way we can all have uh, a good time without anybody uh 
being hurt or having threat of harm, uh, you know, wished again, uh, wished upon them. Uh, so that's all I have to say on that. Um, Donald, where can they find you? You can find me on all my social medias, which is E-L-D-O-N-B-R-U-J-O. That's literally across the platform of every social media platform. And I'm not consistent. And I'm not consistent, so I am pending 257 on Twitter. And, of course, we have our podcast, Twitter and Facebook, which is TNDW Podcast. Uh, please go and uh, – I was supposed to say, like, comment and subscribe, but that's a YouTube show. Uh, please go and like our page. Uh, we will be posting uh, a little bit more regularly now. Uh, we will start our uh, polls uh, in September. For the first week. Yeah, the first week of September, we will be starting our polls on as far as what older shows we will be covering. So we will we want you guys to interact with us. That way, uh, you can have a, a vote voice. on what you want to hear. Yeah, we can give you. We're going to give you more of a voice than WWE has within the past like nine years. Um, and so, please, by all means, also comment on our uh, Facebook or on our Twitter. Uh, whether you have questions, whether here you have comments, we will read them on the podcast, whether you want to talk about a wrestling show, whether you want to talk about an angle, or if you just want to criticize us, if you want to tell us how much of a fat ass we are, because Lord knows Donald is. Uh, <laughs> I can take but, it. <laughs> and you do regularly behind Chili's on Thursdays. <laughs> I, I, I call that a show, Donald. I call, call that, that a, a show, Donald. What would you call that? I would call that a fucking disaster.